episode number 99 out of Fort Collins, Colorado, One Flew West, are in the springs. From a New York apartment in an old cartoon Standing there in your warm flannel and frizzy hair And if I dared to say your edges looked a little rough You were UFOs, banjos, and rust Crazy like the rest of us We were like a family The years go by and suddenly Nothing that you could say I wouldn't believe White and black, it's just a matter of fact It was all within our reach The life catches up and the years might make it tough Like a callus on the figures if you can bust But in the lion's den, I'm thankful for your friend you brought out the best in us We were like a family The years go by and suddenly So I got uh, Joe and Lyndon. Yeah, you do. One flew west. Yes, indeed. Welcome. Yep. Thanks. How often do you guys get down here to the springs? Uh, Pretty not much often never. This is actually our first time playing like a real show down here. So yep. well, it's about time. Welcome. Exactly. Thanks, man. We're excited. Nice. We'll uh, just start with kind of the history of the band, how you guys got together, how long you've been together, yeah. all that fun stuff. Cool. So um, yeah, we basically so. 
the the band was kind of formed by um, myself, our guitarist David, and our drummer Jonah. Um, and we kind of we've known each other for a super long time since like early high school. We've been playing music ever since then. Um, and so we had we had bands ten years for you guys at yeah, this point, right? Pretty much like ten years. And so we had we had a couple we had like just like a bunch of projects and bands we were trying to start and stuff. Um, but yeah, we started One Flew West about uh, about two years ago now. Nice. And yeah, we kind of just started adding people, and it's gotten to where it is now. Nice. And you guys are all from Longmont, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just it's, a conduit to get to other towns. That's the, nice. that's the home nice. base. It's <laughs> the, the pass through to get to. That's yeah. right. Gotcha. So what was it about One Flew West that kind of made this gel relative to the other projects that you've been working on? I don't know. It was kind of more just like us wanting to take what we did to another level, I guess, because we we were just like we kind of we're we were all had the same mindset. We're like, if we don't play music, we'll die. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yep. that was kind of the, the whole thing that happened. We kind of just all felt like if we didn't do it, we would just hate our lives. So that's pretty much how it started. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we kind of just kept playing. We just kind of kept trying to create a sound that didn't really sound anything like anything else. Um, and that was kind of what drove us to keep making stuff and keep playing. Nice. Yeah. Hence the trumpet. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's Wait, definitely a, a Yeah, we're like, rip. whatever, let's add a trumpet. Who cares? That's I never get rip. sick of this. Yeah, I never get sick of the question. Oh, are you guys ska? Yeah. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what are you? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, Joe, were you the guy that said, hey, I, I know how to play this thing. Can we, that's right. can we work it in? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my, our drummer, Jonah, oh, God, he messaged me almost three years ago at this mm-hmm. point. And uh, there's that song by Monsters and Men, Little Talks. They wanted to, uh, they wanted to play that song, yeah. but you needed a horn. Because we were trying to do like more folk stuff kind of back then, because that's what okay. I was into. Because I come from like a kind of, it's as weird as it sounds, like if you hear our stuff now, you'd never know it, but I kind of come from like a bluegrass folk sort of background. <laughs> nice. Um, and I, that's kind of how I write, and like that's kind of how we started, that's kind of the style that we started yeah. with. Uh, and that's why we were like, yeah, let's just add a trumpet, that'll be cool. And then it like kind of morphed from like folk trumpet into like random, insane, like rock trumpet like yeah, compliment yeah. the guitar so it's yeah. it's 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 definitely gone from like ornamental to like a, a lead instrument in and of its own yeah, you know? yeah. so it's kind of cool well yeah definitely the trumpet i mean it's got such a unique sound mm-hmm. and then certainly like in the indie rock scene oh yeah it's almost jarring to hear it because you just yeah. don't hear it that often yeah, exactly it's cool it really jives with a the guitar tone that our lead guitarist uh, David's using, like on, on our album, when you hear it, like if you don't, if you're not really paying attention, like is that another guitar or is it like it just it really drives well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So how did the uh, kind of the folk uh, bluegrass influence? How does that affect this sound? Yeah, I mean it's it's weird to think about because like the way that we write songs, like I I kind of just always like write with I write with an acoustic guitar always. That's just kind of how I go about doing things, and it kind of always comes from like that place in my head. And then it's kind of cool because we get to like, get to like bring it to everybody else, and it kind of goes and and kind of morphs into a new thing, I guess. That uh, that ends up sounding like really weird and crazy. But I mean, right now I'm kind of just trying to focus on like writing. We're trying to f- still find our sound, you know. Th- like yeah. that's what it's all about. I think from the outside looking in, because I'm only like a small portion of the writing aspect. I'm an afterthought, you know. I'm a rhythm guitar player. Play a C, <laughs> play a G. You know? But with the trumpet, you know, I get to layer my own stuff on there. But from the outside looking in, I really think it's lyrical with you because yeah. a lot of your stuff tells a story and you have a gift. You're actually a really good lyricist. I mean, mm. I really enjoy a lot of your stuff. So I'm going to grab your butt right now. <laughs> oh, it's, get, it's getting weird in the basement. Mm. All right. So now in, uh, in 2015, you guys put together uh, an EP. Yes, we did. And yeah. so tell me about that process and kind of what that did for you guys as a band and kind of gelling and all yeah. that kind of thing. It was cool because the way that we kind of started out as a band, actually, we went and uh, we didn't have any material as One Flew West. We uh, we were kind of still going off of the stuff that we had with our previous band. It was called Continuum. Um, 
and uh, we didn't have anything set, but we went and uh, we went into the studio at the Blasting Room in Fort Collins, and we decided to do two singles up there. And one of those ended up getting on the radio for that uh, KTCL contest, the Hometown for the Holidays thing. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up getting into top three with that song, and so that kind of like helped sort of shove us into like made people sort of pay attention to us for a little bit which yeah, was really yeah. nice really really played yeah. with the momentum well and yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. with people liking our sound and yeah. then yeah and then we basically just decided that it was kind of just time to make new stuff because you know this day and age you gotta just keep pushing stuff out in people's faces so that they listen to you right. people um, people are quick to forget yeah. you know and, uh, here's yeah. some more content and so yeah we made a, we made the EP um, which is cool we did that in Denver um, and that included the kind of love song that was on the radio on there um and uh, yeah, we basically, it's basically just we've been just marketing it ever since then, and just trying to get it into as many people's hands as we could. And that portion of it uh, was actually tracked at the Keep with Jeff Kanon. Um, just awesome, awesome guy. Nice. Yeah, it was really yeah. fun. Well, like you said, it seems like in this day and age, there's a lot more pressure to produce content oh, because people forget so quickly. So with that being said, are you guys already sort of eyeing the next oh, yes. project? Yes. Yeah, we're, how is that shaping yeah, up? Yeah, it's. We, I want to make a full length record for sure. Um, just because I don't know why I just I don't like putting out multiple EPs just because it feels like I feel like you gotta it's kind of a stepping stone to like a bigger thing um, and if you never so, take that next step then yeah, exactly. what's it for so yeah, yeah. I, yeah we definitely want to make a full length we're gonna try to come out with a single or two as soon as we can um yeah, then we're like I like I told you before, we're still kind of tr- trying to like chisel out what exactly we want it to sound like. So the record is going to be like, I think the the new album that we make is going to be like, hey, this is what we sound like. Here you go, <laughs> there it is. So you think yeah. it'll have a more definitive when somebody yes. hears yeah. it, they'll yeah. know. Yeah, gotcha. like and what's really important for me with the album that we're going to be coming out with is that if you, I, I value the live show a lot, and I think that a lot of people nowadays value it a lot as well because. It's one thing to, because music is so available online now. It's like you, people value going to a show and seeing that. Right. So I want people to go and see our show, and go and be able to buy our album and be like, "That was the band I just saw. It's the exact same thing, and it sounds like what I just heard." Yeah. You know, but like obviously more polished and stuff. But I think that the live experience is really important, and uh, translating that like energy into the album is going to be what I really want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that the again kind of you know i'm much older than you guys and so like the availability of music like when yeah. i was your age an album release was an event and it took yep. it, you know every two years a band would release an album and now that has become more and more compressed and more accessible to everybody to yeah. do it but the live experience is the one thing that hasn't changed oh of course i mean you get bands that can just burn a small club down like in the whale you know right, i right. saw them for the first time a couple months ago at focal mx and i went oh my god these guys are awesome like their album really just does not do it just their albums are great i bought full nelson but their live show is just so engaged yeah. and interactive and i, I want to go back you know right yeah we listen <laughs> collectively as a band we listen to a ton of like we listen to a ton of heavy metal nice. so that translates into our shows a lot um it like yeah. subconsciously yeah. like our shows just like in our goal our goal for our shows is to just like relentlessly verbally punch you in the face until you can't take anymore right. that's pretty in the much most loving way, yeah in the most loving way possible it's okay because the lyrics are sweet yeah that's that's the idea man um you know like we we like we like having an energetic live show because yeah. you know if you 
if you don't remember it, then shirts the come off. There's yeah. cowbell at a point. Like, nice, nice. I mean, right. yeah. Got to throw the cowbell in. Lots of man <laughs> well, body. And then I thought I saw in your in your background, you guys did some busking up at uh, Pearl Street in, in Boulder. It's actually how we funded an entire album. I was first... just going to ask you, like, how did that prepare you for doing more formal sets? I mean, what is that? Because I suspect there's a lot more challenges yeah. when you're out on the oh, street. Oh, it's, it's crazy. You got to, like, yeah. Especially out on Pearl Street. You got to, like... There's an aspect of showmanship that you gotta kind of learn because if you're just out there just playing, no one's gonna care. You're like you gotta the be balloon guy in the you gotta be charmer. loud and you gotta be like you got you know you gotta make people listen to you. You're forcing people to listen to you essentially. Right, right. And it, it actually was cool. It was like a cool learning experience, and it actually helped a lot with live shows and it helped getting comfortable in front of people because nice. you know if you're just out there for like five or six hours playing for random people that don't that essentially couldn't care less about you <laughs> it's it definitely prepares you for for you know those like opening gigs where you're like you know you're playing for people who've never seen you before and you're like please listen to me yeah you definitely got to <laughs> earn your keep in the room sometimes yeah, yeah. you know you also had to fight fight off a lot of homeless people which was uh pretty interesting they get good, a, that could come in handy though, they get so. aggressive on pearl street they really too do, yeah. especially when there's a hat full of cash mm-hmm. yeah. sitting yeah. in front of you i imagine now you guys are pretty active up in the the denver fort collins scene so what, what are those scenes like are they comparable or can you tell a different vibe between Denver and Fort Collins? I, th- and I think there's a very there is a very different vibe. I think that Fort Collins is doing something really interesting right now, where they're trying to like they have like this really cool platform that they're kind of creating to like build a music city out of Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and they're still like. I think and they're like they're focusing so much energy on like bringing up the music there and it's been really cool for us to be able to like sort of slide into that from Denver because yeah. I mean we got involved with Spokes yeah. Buzz and those guys up there are doing great and then you get the the radio station running out of uh, what is it Greeley what 943 yeah 943 yeah. DX the alternative rock station they're doing great stuff over yeah, there too we, and and it's definitely like you said it's definitely building a great platform for them yeah we didn't we honestly awesome. didn't really have anything going on there we honestly we found it actually a little bit difficult to like kind of break into the scene up there mm-hmm. Originally, but like once we got we got into Foco MX basically through um, I, we well, we just got into it on our own right yeah we yeah. just applied I think yeah we got into that and then we basically played like this tiny club and there was like 200 people in there when we showed up and like people were going insane and it was like the first show we've ever really played there before nice <laughs> and so like that was insane crazy um, and then ever since then yeah we started just getting a lot more like. People started actually positive feedback, and then yeah. we got to open up for the Wombats just recently on the tenth, yeah, like, like two days ago. That was so insane. Nice. Nuts. Yeah, so, Fort Collins know, has been cool. I do think another kind of element of, of the music business, as I see it, is the bands oftentimes, you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Getting shirts printed, getting CDs pressed, oh, yeah. booking gigs. I mean, do you guys enjoy that aspect of it as well? Or well, is that a yeah. challenge in terms of trying to, like you said, it was difficult for you to break in, just yeah. kind of get gigs going. Thankfully, we've got a manager right now, and he is just, I mean, he's been a godsend, honestly. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's good. Uh, we, yeah, so like, yeah, like you just said, we got a, we, we have, uh, uh, we have a dude named Sam doing management stuff for us, like day-to-day things and just helping us advance shows and stuff. Um, and the good thing is, is that he actually just graduated the program, uh, CU Denver business program, music business that nice. David and I are in right now. So we're in our junior year of that. Um, and that's been great because I always see like bands that are just super talented and can like do all this great stuff, but like they have no idea like how to set up a guarantee or like how to advance a show or like mm-hmm. how to do any of that stuff. And it's nice to like have a manager to like be able to just help us out with that stuff, just because it sucks to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, and that way you guys can focus. Yeah, and on, you can on focus on writing and stuff yeah. and doing what like musicians are supposed to do. Um, but it's it's like really it's been invaluable to have that information, absolutely, and to like be able to like, get an education in this yeah. because 
like the, like I said, the program at CU Denver is amazing. They oh, have, that's very cool. Yeah, and like all, all like pretty much all the teachers are like working in the industry right now. Like I just took a digital age class where my professor was a music lawyer and a manager who's like flying out to Nashville every other day and then coming back and teaching. Nice. So it's it's been really cool to be able to like get that firsthand information and actually learn about the process of what's happening yeah. like behind the scenes as, as opposed to just showing up and playing, you know? I'm not even going to school for music business, but like I'm absorbing all of this information by osmosis. It's kind of... Well, and that's good information to have. Yeah. I mean, was there anything when you did get a peek behind the curtain where you're like, holy shit, I didn't even think that we had to yeah, do Yeah, no, it's like there's, there's yeah. one scenario where I won't name venues or anything like that, but we, uh, we played a show um, and they had a... Uh, they basically like wrote this awful thing into the contract with the like the uh, the hospitality stuff, you know. And we didn't like before that. I had no idea what was going on because it was like three or four years ago. Right. And so we were we you know we we took the guarantee and there was like they chunked out like five hundred of our they took out like five hundred of our dollars for like our, a case of water of total yeah for like, and then a handle of Jack like, yeah that, that we didn't even that, that we didn't even get <laughs> so yeah so you know in hindsight like having known that would have been nicer then right but right just now I'm like I'm like oh man I'm so stupid being well, able to scour yeah. the contracts yeah, and the exactly. offers they send you is just just look for the red flags that are oh, going absolutely, to be in there. Yeah. absolutely yeah. have you guys seen the movie uh, that thing you do yeah. it's, it's an old Tom Hanks movie yeah. oh yeah, and, yeah and there's a scene where they first get signed and the one guy's like look we're in a nice RV and the guy's wanting us to sign let's just sign yeah exactly and so I picture that totally. because obviously yeah. you guys want to support the art and you're passionate about what you do yeah. and the temptation would be there where we've got an A&R guy who wants us to sign and if you start pushing back it's like well shit we don't want to lose this opportunity yeah exactly I mean it, yeah, it's it's nice to like be able to see through things like that. Yeah, and you yeah. know, like I, I mean, I haven't been put in that situation yet, so I don't really even know. Like, you can't really, you can only do so much to like prepare yourself for certain things. And like a ton of this, basically, the one thing you learn is that basically everything in this industry is experience. Yeah, like well, they can they can teach you how to look out for things, and they can teach you stuff in school. But like the way that you got to do it is just by getting out there and doing it. Yeah, yeah. But you're totally right with that excitement factor. Yeah. I mean, like look at John Fogarty, like what happened to all his stuff with Sony and like, right. he was just so excited to sign that dotted line. And right. Well, and I would imagine when you guys put a song together, that's your baby. And then the idea at some point that you may not own that baby. Oh man. And <laughs> I mean, then that would be terrifying. Just splitting up the percentages on songs. It's like, all right, we just put hundreds of hours into the song. All yeah. right. Now we got to split it up for legal shit. It's like, ah, damn it. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an interesting process, but yeah. you know, well, as you guys are continuing to evolve, and no no pressure, but I saw on Facebook that you recently purchased a van. We did, yes. <laughs> and, and most people get a van to go places. Yeah. So what's the pl- what's the plan? We're go gonna, places. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get out there, man. It's uh basically we're gonna try to set something. We kind of have some tentative stuff going on for the end of uh, end of August, kind of mid August maybe, but we still don't really know yet. But uh, yeah, we're gonna hope to hopefully do some winter stuff most likely. And just once we're all out of school, we're gonna hit the ground running. We're gonna be on the road for the foreseeable future pretty much. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Cause keep that grind going. Yeah. We Yeah. It's all about getting out of Denver. You know, Denver can only can only do so much for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what I really like about Denver is, yeah, you spend your whole life in Denver, just not hobbyist, whatever, but it's the relationships in between band there. It's, it's very friendly. Yeah. There's a competitive portion to it. Cause there's always the back end of a knife, you know, but like right. everybody there, I, I consider a lot of them friends, you know, like the guys from chemistry club or the guys from slow caves, like they're really awesome people. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's really cool to hear because like you said, it, it does have the potential to be competitive. You guys get booked for a festival in one of your you know, friends does not. I can see where that could, could exactly. cause some, you know, some challenges. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it's 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 all bullshit. It's like whatever. You know, right, we're right. all we're all playing music. It's, yeah. You get good stuff. I get good stuff. Maybe we both get yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
All right. Well, Lyndon and Joe, you guys are getting ready to play here at the Black Sheep. So yeah. just one last question before I cut you loose. What are you, uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Like what's coming up? What are you excited about? What's keeping you going? Oh, man. Uh, this month is just insane for shows for us, <laughs> and it's been really cool. Like we, like you said, we just we just did the, the gig with the Wombats, who are like one of my favorite new bands, and I was just like shitting my pants over that. I was like, whoa. Nice. Um, then Red Jumpsuit Apparatus yeah. on the 24th. Yeah, we're doing that. Nice. I listened to them in like We're going to get real school. nostalgic on everyone. Very <laughs> and cool. Then, is that uh, up in Denver, though? Yeah, it's at the yes. Summit Music Hall. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, we get Westward, and I mean... I don't, we've never played yeah. at Westward, so I'm the, super stoked to yeah, play Yeah, Westward is going to be, that'll be fun. We're in the church for the first, uh, for the first day of Westward. So. Now, now tell me a little bit about Westward. That's kind of a festival type thing where they have yeah. several venues going. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a big, it's like a gigantic version of the UMS, basically, okay. in the Golden Triangle of Denver. And uh, pretty much what, the way that it works is there's like, they have two, uh, two kind of main stages set up, uh, and then there's just businesses and like the city hall just kind of like donate their space and they set up stages in there and nice and what are the dates on shows. that uh the 20 what are the dates on that 25th the 25th i think it's just i think it's actually only the 25th i'm is pretty the sure the or the 20 yeah 25th 26th maybe i think but all i know is we're playing the 25th there so, you go yeah. that's that's all that matters <laughs> excellent well guys it was a pleasure meeting you man i appreciate hey, man, it yeah, for having us really yeah and, uh, enjoy your uh, enjoy your show here at the black sheep awesome all right can't take wait care, guys thanks, thanks man. appreciate it dude So there you have it, Lyndon Jackson and Joe Panetta from One Flew West out of Fort Collins, Colorado. My thanks to Lyndon and Joe for taking time out to be on the show. The song you heard at the top of the episode comes off their EP, Selective Memory. The track is called Had It All. It's available on iTunes, so go get it. My thanks to Jeremy and the great folks at The Black Sheep for their continued support. Until next time, I'm Ryan Lowry, and we'll see you again right here in the Springs. (laughs) 